Hi, this is Ethan Phillips, and you're listening to Trekmate. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trekmate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trekmate. My name's Jude Hawkins. And my name's Wayne Emery. Yes, welcome back, everybody, one and all. Oh, so we've me and Jude have got just like a few uh, bits uh, to chat about. There's not going to be one major subject this week, but mm. there's definitely, look, we're going to be on topic and talking Trek. So what more yeah. do you want? Well, you're saying we'll talk... that, you're just tempting me into not doing that. He's like, oh, yeah. You watched any yeah. good wrestling lately, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and um, then we'll probably round out the episode with a uh, Trek off, see if we can actually redeem ourselves for... Uh, our last attempt which was extremely poor it was it was poor but i don't think it was our poorest you know don't think i it was don't our know worst. matt matt sent me a message taking the piss out of us so oh, okay well it's fair enough <laughs> fair enough it's probably not our <laughs> poorest you're right <laughs> but it is a very low bar I, I feel like our memories are like sieves, though, you know, like we, we have these series like Enterprise and all the classics that we love, but you just forget them. Just like just off air, you're trying to remember an episode. Yeah. And like you say the episode name and I'm just like, I have no idea what happens in that episode, but I will have watched it and loved it mm-hmm. at one point. But that's that's the beauty of Trek, that you can rewatch them and sort of enjoy them a- again for feeling fresh yeah. you know oh absolutely because yeah actually let's crack on straight with that because i was just telling you uh before uh we started recording that i had recently finished listening to the uh, strange new worlds audiobook of the novel that came out earlier in the year i think it was about february it came out mm. um which was called strange new worlds the high ground and I have to say, mate, obviously, I really enjoy audiobooks. So I'm already. I do too, yeah. Yeah, Not I'm that already I've halfway to there. A new one in a while, but, uh, but uh, well, I was going to talk about another thing on Audible in a bit, but, uh, but you carry on talking about this first. Yeah. No, well, it's, it's one of them things that I enjoy reading but sometimes it's just hard to find the time to dedicate it really is yeah when, when you're you know uh i don't want to say middle age but late 30s early 40s dads mm-hmm. uh, it, it is difficult to find that time and even when you do have time it's like it's evening 
my eyes literally hurt in the evening. Yeah. Like I'm ready to just sit there and look at something or, you know, not a book. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, just entertain me. But uh, and, audiobooks would do just fine. And you can do them in the car or in a vehicle as well. That's what I end up doing. I end up listening to it whilst I'm driving or walking or yeah. anything else. Just listening and taking in uh these stories and i do apologize it's called the high country not high ground um and what i think it was uh, just a really really enjoyable story i won't give you every single plot point uh going because i'm sure a lot of people might pick it up and listen or read uh the story you you don't want to spoil the whole thing just give us some nuggets and Mm -hmm. well the uh, the basic premise is that uh, Enterprise is trying to find a uh, missing uh, a, a crew that has gone missing, and they locate it down to a planet, and it is surrounded by a um, electrical dampening sphere type uh, thing. But they don't realise that at the time when they're sending down a shuttle with. Um, uh, I was about to say Spike. Spike. <laughs> uh, oh, you love that on this show. I do. Pike, Spock, Uhura, uh, and number one. So is this the classic Star Trek thing of they can go down in the shuttle, but they can't get back up, and the communications are severed for a little while, so they've got to do their own thing? Uh, not a little bit more than that, because as they're going down, they uh, it cuts out all... Uh, like uh, everything on the ship and they only have enough power to uh, do an emergency transport one at a time and they mm. all end up on different parts of the planet oh wow okay yeah that's that's a new one so they're all off on their own uh, adventures to try and find one another mm. and also discover what this planet is about because um, they uh, well but, First of all, Pike uh, turns up in a, 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 what looks like an old western town, <laughs> which uh, obviously, with it being um, like uh, like TOS sort of era, isn't yeah. that uncommon? Yeah. But it but it actually turns out it's um, all related. Uh, it's all links back to uh, the episode North Star in season three of enterprise where that's the episode where uh archer and that find a planet where humans were being abducted and then they were taken to this planet Mm. and they were like basically like put there to then colonize this planet yeah uh, by a, a race called the skagarans and it was these uh, Skagarans that were also uh, uh, colonised this planet, but there's a whole mishmash of other aliens as well. Yeah. And uh, but because of the dampening sphere, they never actually meant to be there because the Skagarans never actually made it themselves. And oh. and so it's uh, the whole story is about them getting back in contact with Enterprise rediscovering each other and it's it's extremely extremely well written i really enjoyed it uh the author was 
John Jackson Miller. Mm-hmm. And it was narrated by Robert Petkoff, who, uh, looking at uh, all of the other Star Trek audiobooks, he narrates a lot of them. Cool. And yeah, I highly, highly recommend. And how are you listening to that? That's through Audible. Yeah, that's, I really want to give it a try. Uh, there's been things in the past that have tempted me, but uh, there's been one mm-hmm. big one that's tempted me recently where I, I think I'm going to take the plunge. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't blame you because, well, I got um, lucky because uh, obviously whenever you first start, you get like a free audio book. But because God, I, this sounds like an advertisement at the moment, like this is like oh. a paid ad and we're just, we're just no, not admitting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Scott. we are not paid for this. I just absolutely love a bargain. If, we, if that was the case, I would have listened to these books already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's but no, it's not. But I got lucky because I actually um, like my subscription. I probably stopped it like about five or six months ago. Mm. And then I got a um, email last month from Audible trying to tempt me back in by offering me three months at one ninety nine a month. Wow. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll That's take that. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So I got uh, the high country. And then just as I was finishing up the high country, I was like, look at what's on there. And yeah, it, it was finally it, it, when we went to um, Destination Trek back in what would it have been? 21, 2021. Um, the last one we went together, you mean? Yeah. 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 With yeah. With Andrew Robinson. Um, I before the con, I read a stitch in time. And absolutely loved it. It was a brilliant book. I've only ever heard good stuff about that book. Like, just so many good reviews online. And, like, the book goes for, like, 70 quid and stuff like that. Yeah, Uh, I ended up getting it on um, the Kindle. I ended up getting the Kindle version. Yeah, you can get it on there still for a decent price. But, yeah, if you want the actual paper thing, it's uh, Mm -hmm. it's not cheap. no, it's not cheap at all because that's the thing. It's a good book and it's been out of print for so long that I, I just gone. I was just gonna say that the uh, the idea of an actual actor who played that character loved the character so much mm-hmm. was given the permission to write the book. I I just think that's so cool. Just that alone, just knowing that, yeah, just makes oh. you love the actor and the character that much more before you've even read the thing, which I have not. No, and uh, honestly, mate, he does such a good job. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, one of the questions that I did ask him when he was there, I was like, "Mate, when are you gonna do the audio book?" Mm. And his thing was, "Well, I don't own the rights for it, uh, like Simon and Schuster do." And he's like, "Well, I suppose if enough people make enough noise, eventually they will." Uh, yeah. Let us. And then finally, this last month, they released the audio book narrated by Andrew Robinson himself, uh, the Star Very Trek cool. Stitch in Time. And mate, his uh, his narration of it is fantastic. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to get it downloaded and listened to. I think by the next time we record a normal pod. I think if I remember rightly. I think it was about 14 or so hours of list. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, up for that. 
so even even if you was paying full price for the audiobook like eight quid whatever it is that's still well worth your money for oh, that yeah. audiobook yeah i'd agree and with that honestly yeah and it, that's why for 199 i was bloody well made up that i could get that and i feel like there's some offer on to new listeners I, I'm, I'm sure there is but i'll, I'll find out what it is there's for new listeners there's always like one audiobook for free like in your free first month's trial yeah so if you haven't ever tried audible then i haven't it's that no oh in that case yeah yeah you'll get that for free then you won't even need to pay anything excellent and i'm in there then yeah because when i read the book I already thought that he had done such a good job at bringing to life not only his character, but he nailed the other characters. Oh, uh, yeah. From Deep Space. You you mean as in uh, writing? You don't mean uh, recording audio? In in writing. Yeah. Yeah, no, not recording the audio, but he... um, You're making me think of Chris Barry reading the red dwarf audio books what i used to listen to when i was a kid like it just used to make me laugh like like hearing rimmer being lister basically and all that stuff yeah oh what well andrew robertson does do uh some uh impressions of the other characters so like mild ones like mild he he does them not overly over the top yeah so but he he does fantastic. He, he's got, you know what he's like. He's got great inflections, just yeah, the tones yeah. of his voice. And he's got he, a real proper American actor's voice, isn't he? Oh, yeah. And he really, it, because I'd only read the book a couple of years ago, I could still remember everything that he was uh, like reading. And it just brought it even more to life. And cool. because the book it spans from the, the basic set out is it is him writing to the doctor whilst um, rebuilding Cardassia. Oh, yeah. And the the chapters um, dive between a few different time periods. Mm. Like he it, like whilst he's talking to the doctor, he, he's telling him what's going on currently on uh, like Cardassia with the rebuilding project. And then also then he jumps to uh, when he was a child growing up and then like him going to a special school uh, that was for uh, Cardassians that were headed for the military and then his time in the Obsidian also he uh, jumps to a period of time on deep space nine just before the invasion of cardassia mm. as well so he it really does cover a few bases and just adds even more depth to garrick that I don't, that we don't get i i don't want to ask too many questions or you know risk getting too many spoilers for myself or anyone else who hasn't read but uh is there any sort of indication in the book? Because I did, the only criticism I read online was that a couple of people said, you know, like, oh, this isn't what I thought his younger years would be like. You know, I didn't expect it to be that. I thought it would be this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything in the book, like whether it's past, you know, whatever whatever time um, period he's talking about, where it feels like he might be lying? Like he might be telling the doctor what he thinks he wants to hear or or the version of his past that he wants to tell or anything like that? Or does it all mm. seem like he's being honest the whole time? No, it seems like he's being honest the whole time because um, Garrick would, in my opinion, Garrick would never reveal his vulnerabilities yeah. to people. But also with the journey that he goes on in the book, um, like with what happens with the Cardassians dealing with the aftermath of the Dominion War, mm. he's very much coming to terms with the Union having to change its ways. So I think it, I think it does come across very much as he's being honest and upfront about uh, everything. Um, one thing, obviously, uh, Garrick has become a bit of a uh, gay icon. Yeah, I, I can see that. Deep Space Nine uh, fan base. Um, but you, not in the book whatsoever. Mm. He's, his only uh, love interest is female in there. So, uh, so whether that upsets the apple carts or not i don't know but um but yeah no it is really really well done and i'm trying without you it may, it, once you've listened to it it might be worth discussing uh the, yeah, the book oh, in detail definitely. yeah we'll definitely do that having a bit of an audio book club yeah so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get that downloaded tonight or tomorrow morning, Audible, and uh, that's going to be the first thing I'm listening to, for sure. Yeah, because honestly, it really, really does. Uh, uh, he, he just, we know he already got the writing exactly spot on for the, his character. Mm. And to just have him narrating it just takes it up that notch. Yeah, I really look forward to it. So, yeah, I can't wait to see him again just to compliment him on how well you've done with the audiobook. Mm. And also, I'd love to hear the story of like how it finally got uh, greenlit. Was, was he putting any pressure or did they finally approach him about it? I don't know. Um, I, I'd be interested to know as well. But it's just, I think over these last few years... I think there's just all sorts of what goes on at Paramount, CBS, and um, I think they just throw things at the wall sometimes, don't they? Um, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes, well, actually, to be fair, they did this back in the 90s. Sometimes they put their trust in certain people where they're like, oh, you can have this B show. You know, we don't care about this show as much as we care about this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Metallis or whatever his name is, you know, and it's like, actually they're the ones who know what they're talking they like the source material you know they like all the canon and stuff and they're just like this is how you do it and and then mm-hmm. suddenly fans respond to it and say hey that's what we wanted why weren't you doing that you know so i think maybe it's a bit of that just you know i cbs and paramount always come across them i mean i'm grateful for the fact that they allow us to watch this stuff and listen and read and play mm-hmm. but um 
they're all about the money but i feel like yeah in these last few years it, it is a lot of throwing stuff at the wall and and see if it works or not and i i always say it's the stuff like that 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 will live forever whereas for me i mean i know if people like discovery they like discovery if they like those early picard seasons they like them that's fine but i just don't see those standing the test of time like uh the classics and even some of the new stuff coming out now where they are getting it right mm-hmm. i just went on a massive waffle but no but i get where you're coming from but also at the same time i think whether like the books and the audio books kind of fly under their radar because they don't give as much of a shit about them Mm. so if simon and schuster turns around and goes okay then we we own the rights to this book mm. and uh we want to do it cbs just go yeah we don't give a fuck who, yeah who, who watches deep space nine garrick yeah. garrick who <laughs> i don't think CBS... plus it's probably just a money thing isn't it like oh well you know we only have to give you this amount of money to make it happen we're gonna make that back at least yeah you exactly. know, but i'm sure that they've uh, got loads on their return for that you know a lot more than they put into it oh yeah and i'm sure that you know andrew robinson was just happy to do it i I don't know how much he will have been paid for the recording process part of it but Mm -hmm. i'm sure he was just happy to do it i'm sure he would have been because the thing is that's something that he's put his heart into and and really fleshed out because the thing is with garrick in the series even though we adore Garrick, you get so much Garrick in the series. You, because he lies so much, you never get his entire backstory. Do you know what? I just thought of something cool. What's that? You know, as technology, uh, you know, as time goes on and people, more and more people get their hands on uh, different technologies, photoshops, video makers, all stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The fact that this book has been made, me and you have, just watched um one of the episodes of the new short treks where it's like a tribute to the to the animated series and we often bring that up on on the trek mate podcast saying like oh they could make the old shows all the time doing mm-hmm. it that way someone could make that entire book into an animated series just having that audio oh yeah you could put all sorts of stuff to it they might not do it now but i could imagine someone just saying like oh fuck it in 10 years time like i'm doing it i'm putting it up on the internet paramount doesn't care about it anymore you know like they've sold all the books they think they're going to sell to audible or got the money that they're going to get so Mm -hmm. and like that sort of animation from the animated series is so basic but you could still do something quite interesting with that i'm sure oh yeah absolutely of course you could i'm not gonna do it but <laughs> someone might yeah someone yeah well the thing is when animation it's like it it doesn't matter what big events or special effects you're putting in because it's all just drawn so you can make it as wacky as you like yeah but yeah and uh i haven't watched i know uh lower decks two new episodes came out last week and so far behind but uh, i keep seeing little pictures here and there and everything i'm seeing is very cool i have seen one picture that uh i suppose spoil one thing for me but i'm sure you've probably seen it as well i may have done 
I'll, I'll let you spoil it if I haven't. Oh, just of um, Voyager. Yes. Uh, yeah, I saw it. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing uh, seeing what's happened. But it's like as as we said before we started recording, Lower Decks is a funny show because we I actually quite enjoy it, and I'm I'm it's getting easy to, viewing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I the characters, but at the same time. I don't find the comedy funny mm. because yeah because I find the comedy very over the top American yeah I, f- I, f- I think I've said to you before I I just find myself laughing at the the Star Trek references mm-hmm. you know like Lieutenant Data bubble bath stuff like that yeah just such a simple little thing you the know Tom just Paris like commemorative that. plate yeah stuff like that but yeah, the the general stuff, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it just doesn't hit. No, no. But that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it it is fine because I I have lower decks has really grown on me, and I enjoy the show for what it is. Mm. But um, so yeah, they dropped uh, for Star Trek Day this year, which was the eighth of September. How long has Star Trek Day been going on? Because honestly, I was I, going to ask you the exact same bloody question. Actually, when did they start that? Because I, I have no idea. Honestly, I, I know You've Matt's always... probably going to be sending you another text now, going like, "You fucking idiots!" But no, honestly, I, had... I saw it come up on my phone like a few times on that day, and I thought, "What? Eh?" And the thing I is... know, like First Contact Day yeah. and stuff like that, like. I always just first contact day was always our day. Yeah, I thought that would have been it, or but yeah, no, it kind of went over my head. I was, uh, I was like, this, I'm glad you're saying that because you Cause, were the person I was going to ask. Like, because surely that's the thing. First contact day is Star Trek day. Surely you'd think so. Yeah. So but, it, um, yeah, no, I. When there's, I'm sure there's loads of people listening to us right now saying, guys, how do you not know that it's the day that blah 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 I th- To be honest, I, I think it's the day that CBS picks to try and uh, like just hype up the shows. But at the same time, I Maybe. know that the, when I was online and I saw uh, lots of, like Star Trek Day stuff uh, being put up mm. in the comments pretty much, every like near enough if not every comment but every other comment was people saying that's great start paying your actors properly yeah (laughs) that's great start paying your writers properly yeah so because it's a weird day to celebrate it it like thing to celebrate the shows whilst you've got all of these strikes going on yeah and all of the productions just ceased because you're like not agreeing to their terms. Yeah. Because it's like I read. Um, who? Uh, it was I. Th- I think it was from the guy who created the TV show Supernatural. Yeah. And he had put on uh, there that he's he gets more residuals now he gets so many residuals from supernatural being repeated on terrestrial tv Mm. he said uh and that's only like in the thousands he said but then with supernatural 
it's like in the top 10 shows streaming like on Netflix all the time at the moment, like with billions of hours of yeah. views. And literally they get zero residuals from that. Wow. wow all, that's... Prof- all profit goes to the studios. Oh, wow. That's he, not fair, is it? No, and he turned around and said, like, obviously he's comfortable, he's fine, don't cry for him. Mm. But what about all of the other people who should be getting residuals for it? Like, whether it's like the actors or the, the other writers behind the scenes people. Yeah. But, so, yeah, no, it, it definitely needs fixing because the streamers it turns out they're not paying residuals to anyone it's going straight into the pockets of the studios wow that is really bad mm. i i knew it was bad on the music platforms where the artists don't don't get barely anything mm-hmm. like all these people that they just have to make money on touring now and then and then that's a big old mess but no i didn't quite uh, understand or know that about the streaming stuff that's that's not on no, I didn't until I uh, read his comments. And I was like, oh, shit, that is bad. Yeah, they should be striking for that. Yeah. Because let's think. Think about all of those Star Trek rerun runs that we still watch on Netflix and everything else. They're not getting paid to the cast mm. or to anyone else. Just making these unknown people in suits richer and richer and richer. For yeah. something they didn't even have a hand in at all. Exactly. They just happened to be in the right place at the right time. and Exactly. So, no, it, it definitely needs fixing. Yeah. But um, on Star Trek Day, they did... Uh, I know that at uh, San Diego... Was it San Diego Comic-Con? Or was it another Comic-Con that they released... Uh, they showed the attendees all of the short tracks. Oh, and, right. And now they're drip feeding them to everyone else through the YouTube channel. So uh, how many is their plan? Is it just like six or something? Did I read? I think it was something like six. Yeah. yeah. It was something like six. So there's um, six short tracks. I, Dude, I've watched one episode today. Um, mm-hmm. There's one that we haven't watched called Skinner Can, which actually came out first. But I'm also seeing on youtube in front of me but there's just an official trailer so i don't know if it's telling you in that maybe how many there is or it's just got clips of what you are going to see um i'm not sure but i'll click on it and it's should should we watch the trailer together first yeah we can do we can do okay i'm gonna pause that at one then uh, at zero it doesn't work i can only pause it on a second but that's fine Okay, we can easily. Is that uh, Frakes doing the commentary at the beginning of that? I, I don't we'll know. We'll find out in a second. We'll find out. From its first space, the final frontier, Star Trek has given us an incredible universe of entertainment. And this year, we celebrate the 15th anniversary of the Emmy Award winning Star Trek, the animated series. I'm turning the volume down on my. Just enough silly stories for one night. We're getting five. Oh, just five, okay. Prepare for 
very short treks coming this fall. Get drawn into the universe of Star Trek animation. Look for very short treks promotional spots coming soon and watch Star Trek, the animated series on Paramount Plus today. Okay, so we're getting five of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just, as I'm looking at YouTube, there's um, uh, a, because I searched Star Trek short tracks, it's just a video from someone called Jesse Gender After Dark. I know, it's the same one. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't Trek. This isn't Trek, along with a, a red guy shirt. that looks like he's got head yeah <laughs> <laughs> and obviously this isn't trek it's meant to be funny a joke yeah well been... yeah the one episode that me and you both watched is uh like spock is the main punchline of everything in there but yeah it's yeah clearly very silly but uh it's funny yeah we watched holiday party uh, both yeah. individually before starting and it was uh, the thing is right with lower decks as we've just said i've never found it funny however holiday party i was creasing up with laughter it's well done yeah it's just so so good just just taking the absolute piss out of spock's inability to understand humor yeah but the he's thing is, like, as just, he's talking through it all, he's like, you know, saying this is logical, but if this is funny, then this is even funnier, and this is even funnier, and like, he's right. Yeah. That is how Spock would think. <laughs> like, looking and, at humans. Oh, mate, honestly, and it is hysterical. It is. <laughs> it's very so, good, that, yeah. Yeah, so, so good. So I highly recommend that people watch that. And Jude and I thought we'd just do a very quick watch along on Skinner Cat since neither of us have watched it. And it's only about three and a half minutes long. So uh, if you do want to watch along, head on over to YouTube, go to the main Star Trek YouTube page and Skinner Cat is on there. I'll do a countdown this time because we didn't. Are you on zero? No, I'm not. It won't let me pause on zero. It'll only let me pause on one second. Okay. Uh, but close enough. Close I'll, enough. I'll, I'll, I've got the volume turned down on mine, so hopefully. And I'll press mine when you're on one. <laughs> so you're not on one. I'm on zero, zero, zero. Okay, so I'm going to go say on three, one. two, one, play. So yeah, oh, I see what you mean. When I say one, I get you. Yeah, and then yeah. you go Pro- and go. Probably the same for people at home. Yeah, I just didn't exactly. want to press play on the button because then you never know when it's going to launch into a blooming advert on YouTube. Yeah, no, I get you. I feel you. Okay, but, so I'm not going to go through that again for people at home. So no, here we but go. luckily I do. You know, I, one thing that we do do is get YouTube Premium. Oh really? So, I I considered it recently because I'm so sick of seeing the adverts. Like they come on at really inappropriate times. Sorry, well, come on, really annoying times. but And there's also some really inappropriate adverts, like, mm-hmm. at times of the day. Uh, like, I was at home with Cisco this week, and I was just watching a, a video about video games or something, you know. Yeah. And uh, they put a four-minute trailer on for the fucking Exorcist. Oh, okay. 
which shows yeah. you, you know, like most of the film, you know, yeah. consider it's, uh, most trailers aren't even four minutes for movies these days. But I don't think YouTube even considers like time zones for what. They don't, clearly, they don't. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I haven't watched an advert on YouTube in years now because the thing is, I found the same as you. Like you get adverts that were like not necessarily appropriate. Yeah. But at the same time, just the volume of adverts. And with YouTube Premium, you can share it between everyone that's in your fa- links in your family. Oh, okay. So, it, so it covers my account, Leanne's account, and all the kids' accounts. Okay. So, so, so yeah, that's definitely helpful for them then, for the kids. Exactly. The kids, as soon as the kids watch, see something, if it's got adverts, they're like, I am watching that. Because yeah. it's got adverts and they're just oh, so not on used them. to it. And um, YouTube is the only place I watch adverts now. I stopped mm-hmm. tolerating them on TV years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that we get it. But also it includes YouTube music as well. So so what's that? It's basically like God, their really version. really sound like we've sold out tonight to all these companies. <laughs> like, We're just shilling all these. conversation. <laughs> No, um, it, basically, uh, YouTube Music is like their version of Spotify. Oh, so you so, can download stuff. So, yeah, so you can like download the YouTube Music app and then download uh, albums and everything else. And just uh, also, if you've got smart devices, you can have that streaming whatever music you want. That would be of use to me if it wasn't for the fact that we basically get uh, Spotify for free anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'd thought about YouTube the other day, uh, premium. And I thought, like, do you know what? If it's like a five or a month, I think I'll just do it because I'm so fed up. And then I went onto the thing and it was 12 quid. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, there's less of us in our family. I just thought, oh, that's a bit too much. But them adverts, they're fucking annoying. They are, they are. Uh, we'll see. But you know, we're we're struggling to pay for rent and bills and actually get out and do fun things oh, these yeah, days. I so I just couldn't justify twelve. I understand why you do. It makes sense. But uh, I guess I need to be a little bit more annoyed before I part with twelve quid a month. Yeah. No. Trust me, I do understand. But also because it has the added benefit of the music app as well. Yeah, if I didn't have Spotify uh, for free because of like the phone packages or whatever we've gotten, mm-hmm. uh, that that would be a lot more tempting. Yeah. So okay, then, mate. Uh, do you want to do your countdown then? Yeah, sure. So I will say it again for people at home who've forgot. Um, everyone who's starting from zero, go when I say one. If you're everyone... on one second, then yeah. go with Jude. <laughs> so three, two, one, play. I love the mixture of the uh, Strange New Worlds. Well, it's not Strange New Worlds, it's just a new style, isn't it? It is. It's the old style. Yeah, that's the same intro that they're using for everything now. Yeah, this one is based on the animated series. I have a way to get us out of here. Our warp and impulse drives are also offline. Well, my Vulcan friend, you will soon learn there's more than one way to skin a cat. What? Oh, 
I kind of spoiled the joke. Oh, no, 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 mate. It's absolutely fine. Oh, that was hysterical. I just need, to, I just want to hear their line because I, I just screwed that up. You want to hear their line? I'll, I'll pull it to their line. Yeah. I've I've gone to okay. about 123. Uh, Wait, I am so sorry. I should report this to HR. Captain, might I suggest avoiding figures of speech? until we are safely away. All right, everyone, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> it's important that the Federation make all feel welcome, and I apologize. I'm a dumbass. I screwed up. What? <laughs> I screwed up. <laughs> I'm a dumbass, and I screwed up. <laughs> okay. So he's not oh. supposed to be a ball bag. He's supposed to be a, a butt. An ass. 
<laughs> oh, I do like that bit. Where did you come from? <laughs> you pulled your desk up. <laughs> oh, I did. It, it, oh, now I've just got YouTube playing stuff. Sorry. I'm not. I'm not going to suggest to do a watch along, but. I feel like I want to watch that Jesse Gender After Dark video, but it's a, it's a trek. <laughs> just to see exactly what is upset. Just how, yeah, just kind of want to see someone say, how dare they? <laughs> and you know that, uh, that's the thing, the people who take Star Trek absolutely seriously would have a huge issue with that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, but you know, with bad trek you've just just got to say this is bad it's not for me move on yeah. just like, like like we have well i feel like we have some mm-hmm. people might be able to accuse us of saying like you guys have banged on and on and on and on about how crap discovery is and but i mm-hmm. don't I, I feel like we only have we, we've been honest but uh i don't know but yeah i'll, I'll watch that video at some point it just looks yeah. funny i th- i think i will as well and and but the thing is for me, the short treks so far, the humour has just hit so much harder. Yeah. No, I like that. Than lower decks. Yeah, I'm looking and forward we kn- to. We know what's coming in them a little bit because it's in those trailers. So we've got some Neelix goodness. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Riker on his um, trombone. That's it. Can't remember what else was in there, but uh, but yeah, I look forward to it. I don't think we saw a DS9 or Enterprise. No, but uh, but you know, they might see how many views they've got on YouTube and their website or whatever, and go, oh, we mm-hmm. could do more of these. They're easy to do. Don't cost much. We can get Frakes or whoever it is to record uh, mm-hmm. half an hour of material, and we can stretch that out over multiple episodes. You know, and the same with you know all the different actors. They can, but they'd have to uh, sort out the strike first. They won't be able to do that until That's they true. sort that out. But yeah, no, honestly, just so funny. Go and check out check out the YouTube channel because there's not very many times that like like the official Star Trek YouTube channel puts out stuff that's like a must watch. But that was so good. Yeah, I really like that. And also the. Um, this week, someone had uh, unfortunately Jude missed it, but uh, yeah, I'll keep had, trying. Someone had uploaded the uh, a couple of the special features from the Picard season three Blu-rays, which was the gag reels, and mate, they they were hysterical. Yeah, oh, I'm annoyed that I've missed out on that, but I will keep checking every couple of days. Yeah, no, that's they're bound to be re-uploaded by somebody at some point. I agree. And at the same time, I think I do want to get the uh, Picard uh, Blu-rays as well because uh, it's I'm I'm trying to get I want to get the physical media for the shows that I enjoy. So I'm going to get that because hell, if they can just rip Prodigy off at any point, then yeah. Nothing. It's 100% weird, that, isn't it? Yeah. hmm Sometimes you feel like it is, like, oh, it's just going to be there. But sometimes it's like, no, if you, you really uh, love this thing, you know, why not? And mm-hmm. even, even just like, you know, if something just happened with the world where suddenly 
the internet is destroyed. Like I know it sounds silly, but it's possible. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's nice to know that you've got the DVD or the Blu-ray of this, that or the other when you're just stuck in your house. You've still got electricity, but like internet is just not a thing for a while. If the nuclear fallout is coming down, we yeah. can still watch Trek. Yeah, you just get your little generator going. That's it. I got um the other day, I don't think I told you, here's me going off Trek. I bought a um a bootleg copy of Shenmue the animation on on DVD. Nice. From like Thailand. Well, I didn't go to mm-hmm. Thailand. Got it on eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think somehow they must. I don't know how they're getting away with it, but it, it's been up there the whole time. But just from that one area of the world. Um, but I only saw it in Japanese because I could I could only find it in Japanese on Crunchyroll. Yeah. So I've never actually seen it in English. So I'm really looking forward to watching it. I only watched like one minute of it just to check it worked. And oh, so, so what? It's actually it. got the English dub. Yeah. That's strange because on Crunchyroll, I could only ever see the Japanese with same. English subs. Yeah, same here. So uh, I'm really looking forward to watching it, and I'll be happy to loan it to you at some point. Yeah. No, that's really strange though. I I, I just assumed there was no English dub. Because... Oh no, I knew there was, um, but people had only been watching it through dodgy means. Um, and where did they even get it from? I don't know. Oh, um, was it maybe on American TV, on Adult Swim or something? I think, maybe, or... Hmm, maybe. But I think, for a while, it was the intention to bring it out on DVD Blu-ray, and then just one day it was announced, nope, it's not happening. Like all the studios or whatever don't believe in it, you know, they're dropping this, dropping that, yeah. not bothering to put that on there. So the moment I heard that that's definitely not coming out, I thought, oh, fuck it, then I'll get the, I'll get the dodgy, I'll take the risk, and it's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Even even the box looks like it could be the real thing. Excellent. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. So it's a, until it gets an official release, then that's gonna suit you down to the ground. Yeah. And that's the weird thing with that franchise, Shenmue. Like, it goes years and years being completely neglected by the companies that own it, mm-hmm. or the rights to this, that, and the other. And, uh, te- well, literally just talking about it today with uh, Stitch in Time, it's like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the companies don't really care enough to do the right thing. And then just one day they're just like, oh, sod it. Yeah, go on in. Yeah. That's probably what will happen with that. Yeah, more than likely. More than likely. I still hope at some point they're going to be able to finish uh, the story at the very least. That's, that's what I was yeah, hoping from with the animated series. Like, if we're not going to get the games, then... Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I hope for the same thing. I, I love the games. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to get the end of the story one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It made no sense to me because I think the Shenmue anime actually done pretty well numbers wise. Yes, it did. It did. It's ju- it's just a strange time for all that streaming stuff. They just, you know, you you see it with Netflix and now Paramount. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot they care about. Like, I know you could say, oh well, it's money, but it it's not that simple. It's like they just money's not enough they want loads of money and if a certain series doesn't bring in ridiculous numbers it just brings in okay numbers they're just like oh fuck it stop that let's do start another thing and see if that's bigger yeah 
I don't know how many series I've watched with Sarah on on these different streaming platforms, what we really enjoyed, and then they just go away, and it's like, why? Why did that stop? It was a perfectly good program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they no, just I, gave up on it. I don't understand it either. And so often, there's been so many shows where I've really got into it, and then they've cancelled it season one or season two. Yeah, it is a bugger, isn't it? And I just don't understand because they've been good shows. Yeah. Yeah, so. and I think that's going to continue to happen as well, to be a yeah. trend. Mm-hmm. But they don't care. No, no, not at all. And I think that's that's why if there is a show that you really, you really like, I think you do have to pick up the Blu-rays of it to just have it there to hand because you never know when it's going to be taken off. Yeah. CBS have proven that you can't can't trust them. I know that Blooming Prodigy one. That that one was crazy. It's like, oh, you're not getting the new series, and the ones that are on there, they're gone. You're not having it. Like, whoa! And that's when season two was already finished. Like it was like Mm. near enough finished edit in the entire series, and it was ready to go. And then they just pulled it and removed. Why would you even remove season one? I don't know, because they don't care about the actual thing itself, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's what I just said, like, money's not good enough. We want loads of money. So mm-hmm. what we'll do is we'll wait until people really want to see this and we'll sell it to this other thing over here. But it's like, well, it's supposed to be your baby. Yeah. Star Trek is, you know, is what has made Paramount and CBS so much money, but they still mistreat it. But what I don't understand is like that they were they were doing well with the money that they were making from Netflix paying them yeah. to make stuff because it's like Discovery, Netflix funded loads of the budget for that. I know, yeah, yeah, we spoke about it loads before Discovery even came on TV. Yeah, and how and, cool, cool an idea that was. Yeah, so for. The, I don't like I don't really understand their need for their own platform because the thing is there is only so many platforms that people can afford at a time and people will go back to the ones where they can get the most variety. It's like it's all fear and desperation, isn't it? Like how these some of these streaming things are even born like like these companies don't want to be left behind. In the mm-hmm. world of TV, like they see that, oh, this company's making this over here, this much, you know, we've got to do it, we've got to try it, mm-hmm. even if it fails. And, and it, you know, doesn't seem to be going great to me. I, no. I, th- I think, I'm not, not I think, I'm sure there are some Star Trek fans out there with all the DVDs on, and Blu rays on their shelves just laughing. Oh, yeah. You know, just like, I don't give a shit about streaming platforms you know and as far as like the newer ones are concerned they can just wait for them anyway honestly i i've seen people online i know people online who literally with new track coming out they will wait until the blu-rays are being released good on them good on them i say and then buy it there because then they're not paying for the streaming service yeah beating the system <laughs> yeah still supporting the system in a way because yeah, yeah the old school things, system but, yeah 
but yeah, no, because that's the thing they they want the physical media and don't want to be subscribing to like streaming services, which I totally understand. Yeah. That being said, I did do a month on um, Now TV because I wanted because we watched season one of a show called Manifest on Netflix, mm. which is about. Oh, and then it went over to the other thing. Well, it season. Well, what I I've read what had happened was uh, season one was streaming on Netflix because it had already been on like traditional TV. Mm. and because now tv is sky isn't it so that's it's, right yeah yeah so it was on one of like the sky channels and then it got cancelled on season three but netflix uh went to the studio that was making it and funded all of season four to be made so season mm. four was exclusive on netflix <laughs> so you know so I had to watch season. We watched season one on Netflix, really enjoyed it, and then had to subscribe to Now TV to watch season two and three, yeah. so that then we could watch season four on Netflix. What a palaver! So, but uh, but at the same time, because we've got that month subscription, it did mean that um, we can also watch the new The Last of Us series. Yeah, I've got that on my favourites list um, or watch list, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I, I look forward to watch. I don't typically watch horror stuff anymore. Kind of grown out of it for certain reasons, mm-hmm. but uh, but that one, you know, I love the game so much. Like that's one where I'm like, yeah, I think I need to give that a chance, definitely. Yeah, no, I've watched the first two episodes and really enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to watching the rest. I'm going to try and watch the rest before that subscription runs out because I've only done it yeah. for a month. So yeah, that's what you want to do with that stuff. Yeah. I used to watch Now TV. I think it was might have been like the little McDonald's uh, scratch and not scratch and win, like peel and win or something. Oh yeah, I kept getting it on that once upon a time. Okay, I can't remember what I was watching on it back then. Yeah, so um. You want to get your money's worth, even if you've not spent a penny. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, I don't think there's too much else on there that I'd end up. It, that would keep me sticking around mm. uh, for it. But yeah, no, there's uh, definitely uh, plenty to be had over on Netflix. So, so I don't think we'll give up on Netflix at, at any point soon. But saying that, with the bloody writer's strikes i think there's going to be so many delays we're going to have a real dry spell for the next year of things just I not think turning from, up. from a viewer's point of view it's not necessarily a bad thing there's so much choice out there. Up. yeah i often i mean that's part of the reason why i don't always watch new trek because there's so much choice other than trek as well mm-hmm. like there's a whole bunch of track I've not watched. I've not watched the last season of uh, The Orville either. No, and I was I, absolutely, no. I was really loving it. And then I thought as soon as the new series came out, I'd jump on it. And I just haven't. But it's it's just life. And just, you know, that tiny bit of time you get to yourself in the evening, sometimes I just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But, and I just end up watching like bollocks on YouTube. Like I let YouTube tell me what to watch almost. Yeah. No, I, I get you. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's without catering in time for video games as well. 
Yeah, uh, it's, it's ghost, same goes with games as well. I don't always know what to play because I've got so much choice sometimes. Either stuff that I've got on the shelf, mm-hmm. I've digitally downloaded, or when I had one month of uh, whatever you call it, PlayStation Plus last mm-hmm. month, I got so overwhelmed, I didn't know what to play. I downloaded all these different things and been looking forward to them all for ages. It's like, oh, which ones do I do? Mm-hmm. And then it's having the time as well, because a lot of the games that you and I like are, are big games where you need to put yep. the time in. And if you've not got it, like sometimes you're just like, there's no point in me even starting. Well, that's the thing. It's like um, Starfield came out oh, last I week. would love to play that. That's Xbox and PC exclusive, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm. It is. So well, your PC might be able to run it a little bit, mightn't it? Oh, I don't know if I will even want to try. I, I'll yeah. just wait a couple of years and s- see if they bring it out on PlayStation. I think. Oh, they at, won't. It's at Microsoft exclusive. It's it, it's Bethesda. You never know, though, do you? You never. It, well, I'm pretty certain this one will never come across uh, uh, to them. Phil Spencer's pretty much said as much. I'll wait to hear opinions of like of people like yourself then and just see how good it because I've already seen bits online people saying oh this is the best game ever and then I've seen other videos and people saying oh look at all these stupid bugs and this is wrong with it that's wrong with it I'll I'll sort of generate an opinion over time and then it might be a sort of console seller for me at some point I think there's a there's a lot of Sony ponies ready to just shit on it without yeah i'm not i'm not um like loyal to a brand oh i know you're back and forth for years but i'm more like this is what i've got for this generation Hmm? i can't bother to buy the other one Um, and i understand that no i would never consider you a sony pony no no i i uh i owned i think all of up uh, up until this last one Mm -hmm. and xbox that's the thing it's you only have limited amounts of money so you can't but um definitely uh you get a lot of value for game pass with xbox yes i I would agree on that i've always had my eye on that and just realized how bloody good that is i think it is the best reason to choose xbox over playstation Mm -hmm. that one oh absolutely for me that is and um but talking about like time wise i've wanted to give it a good go but i've only done about an hour and a half to two hours so far because is this starfield yeah because when i have like 15 to 20 minutes i'm like it's not worth doing anything in starfield yeah. for 15 minutes what can you do in those sort of big games yeah, so it's like that's when I'll whack on another game that I'm like playing bits of that I can do. You know do. what I've been playing lately? I, 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 um, last December, I paid for like a, a year's worth of just like the Nintendo Switch games, mm-hmm. like uh, the old NES games and SNES games. Yeah. Just been playing stuff like Dr. Mario and mm-hmm. Wrecking Crew and all these games off the, the NES because I yeah, can just right. pick it up. And play it for 15 minutes, yeah, half an hour, and just go. Okay, I'll just leave it there, mm-hmm. and I just don't think about it. That that's where I'm at these days. I get you, honestly, yeah. and they're, they're easy to jump in and out of. It's like at the moment I'm playing through it, like with my 
go to for I've got a couple for my uh, like quick jump in for a game, and that is um, I'm currently playing through the Five Nights at Freddy's games. Oh right, because it, it's one of them series where I I watch a lot of the YouTube channel Game Theory, right, and I've always I could tell you all of the lore of Five Nights at Freddy's just because oh, I've literally. Right. I've followed the franchise closely without ever playing the games. I've only I've only watched um, a couple of people on YouTube playing it, and I don't know if how many different games I've seen, how many installments mm-hmm. or whatever. But it always seemed the same to me when I when I saw it, and I just I couldn't quite get mm-hmm. the appeal. I, I was more enjoying watching the person playing it, like mm-hmm. freaking out over the nonsense you know than than the game itself i never really watched it and thought oh i want to play that but there's quite a variety now i think there's been like also like about seven or eight games at this point Mm -hmm. and like now it's like in like the latest game is a uh uh, like is a first person walk around Mm. type game rather than actually uh like just sitting at a desk doing stuff but yeah, just it's one of them friend, uh, games that I've like always enjoyed. So I was like, okay, now I'm going to play through them now. Yeah, and I'm just uh, playing through them, and that's one that I can pick up quickly. And then also um, on Game Pass, there was the uh, uh, recently released the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, game, which is yeah, I was watching some people play that. And God, I'm. T- I think I'm doing more of that these days than playing it myself, what, watching yeah. people, other people play stuff. So for anyone that doesn't know, if you know the game Dead by Daylight and that sort of yeah, game. Yeah, it's just like that. It's just like that. And I find that very addictive. And you can get around in in like 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. and uh, play through that. So I've, I've been thorough. Those have been my go-to for quick games. But what I did get, whilst it was on sale last week mate was uh judgment and lost judgment yes yes i did enjoy the first one and i i bought the second one and then there was just like subject matters in there what i wasn't really comfortable with ah okay so yep. i just like no, I literally you. resold it like days after mm-hmm. buying it which was a shame uh but i don't think i but will you enjoyed the it. first one i enjoyed the first one and i bet there's probably elements or parts of the second one I probably would have liked, but I just, I just mm. won't be doing it. I don't mind saying that. No, that's but, fine. But yeah, same team who did the uh, Yakuza series. And, well, it's uh, now Like a Dragon, isn't it? Yeah, Like it's, a Dragon it's, now. It's all Like a Dragon. But uh, but yeah, they were very good. Uh, well, that was very good, the, the Judgment game. Um, I look also, forward to playing more of their stuff. Also, I haven't started it yet, but I have got um, to play the Like a Dragger Ishin. Yes, I, I did see that that had come out in a month where a, a bunch of other games came out at the same time. So it sort of got overshadowed a bit. But mm-hmm. that probably will be the next one in that series that I play where it's well, it's sort of part of the series. It's It's set back in time, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, I think it's just contained within its own universe. Like, I don't think it's going to actually relate back to. No, they they've just used the likeness and voice actors of the characters that they previously had, but they're yeah. now different names in a different time. Mm-hmm. It's even got um, Kenny Omega in it. Um, 
one of my favourite wrestlers. Yeah, Excellent. he's just randomly in the game. Well, because he loves um, Japanese culture and video games and all that stuff. Excellent. But yeah, no, that was uh, like they had a on Xbox. They had a huge sale on uh, pretty much pretty much all of the Sega stuff. Nice. Uh, last week, so I was like, okay, now I'm going to grab these whilst they're hugely discounted. Yeah. Yeah. So, why not? Yeah, exactly. So now they're there waiting to be played at some point. But whether whether they take priority over um, Starfield eventually, I don't know. But yeah, it will get done. It will get done. So, yeah, and no, I'm really looking forward to getting into, the, getting into them. I, I had another game that I'd been watching recently where and I would not consider buying this anytime soon. But down the line, I would consider buying it where I've watched the videos and I've been waiting for like a big game that I could sink my teeth into for a while. Mm hmm. Um, and I played some of the older versions years ago, which were completely different and by different companies, but mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. I saw yeah. that and I just thought, you know what, I think I could really get into that. I have, haven't played the other two, but I've heard nothing but amazing things. It's all uh, Dungeons and Dragons yeah. based world. Uh, and before it was like a, you know, um, diagonal top-down view sort of thing i do they call it isometric probably i have no idea um but uh but now it's it's sort of whatever you want it to be it's they've just Mm -hmm. put so much money and time into this new game and it's a completely new uh well i don't know what they've what else they've done um these developers but like they've just put all their time and money into it and tried to make it the best game it could be and like all these other companies are saying like oh well you know it's you you can't compare our game to theirs because they did this and they did that but it looks to me like what Bethesda were years ago and what Bioware were years ago where they're just like we're putting everything into this game to make mm-hmm. it the best game it can possibly be and work our asses off. And then we'll move forward from there and make more games. But um, mm-hmm. uh, what little I've seen of it, which is quite a lot, actually, <laughs> uh, I've watched about an hour and a half's worth of different reviews. I just thought I could really get into that. But it's about 65 quid yeah. at the moment. So I was just like, fuck that. I'll play it in about two to three years. <laughs> Yeah, when that's, it goes down half halfway in price, that's like I think come Christmas, I think I'm going to be asking for the new Zelda game. Yeah, that that's literally the top of my list uh, this year. I, I know I could have bought it myself, but I thought, you know what, I'm just going to save it, mm-hmm. and I know I'll absolutely love that. And mm-hmm. uh, and who knows, Cisco's eight now. By the time we get to Christmas, you know, he might be a bit more comfortable with games like that. That's the thing. You could do it with me, maybe. That's, I, th- I don't think I really started to appreciate RPGs probably until I was over 10. Probably, probably even a teeny bit older than that. But yeah. Yeah, I'd say the same. Yeah, it's fair to say the same for me. Because that's the thing. That they do require a lot more of your attention. Yeah. And also... Oh. When, Go on. It's like, my kids nowadays they play so many Roblox games, and uh, like they play mainly Roblox. Yeah. 
So I, I could think... see Cisco loving that, but I've only not done it or spoke to him about it because it's on PC and I just can't be bothered. I th- well, he loves enough, Minecraft. It's though. it's coming to PlayStation. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Because it it's already on Xbox, and um, I did read an article this week that they are uh, they they're just finishing off the build for PlayStation. Oh, I'll do that for him. I, I'm sure he'd love that from from what little I know about it. There's literally so many varieties of games. And also mm. half the time, it's what the kids in the playground are talking about is like Roblox games and stuff like that. So speaking of which, Cisco's just started shouting out loud. I want to play Roblox. Yeah. Um, we were going to do a trek off, but I don't know whether to cut it short again uh i apologize to everyone listening last week where we cut it short but um but yeah cisco has been very ill last week the poor thing does sound like he's had it very rough he has yeah still got another day off tomorrow and we'll see if he's well enough to go back on monday but yeah would you mind mate if uh no save the track off till uh next time uh yeah no that's absolutely fine mate you need to take care of the emissary yes i do <laughs> yeah yeah so no well uh, and the well, dog's gonna wake up any second now but he's doing that yeah your new pooch is gonna need a piss as well yep. so. <laughs> so and knowing you 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 probably need one as well so oh yeah i've just had uh, two bottles of water the whole time we've been talking so yeah <laughs> so uh well, in that case, a big thank you to our patrons, uh, supporters. All of your help really does uh, mean the world to us. And I'm going to let you go and look after his son and let his dog go for a piss. And <laughs> uh, we will see you next time. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. I've been Wayne Emery. Thank you, everybody. I've been Jude Hawkins. Love you guys. Don't know where that came from. <laughs> Space. Final Frontier. Well, life as a geek is kind of laid back. Ain't nothing like an OS that I can't hack. I actually know the difference between PC and Mac. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, every time it's on, I can't help myself. I set the DVR even though they're on my shelf. I've seen them all many times. They're good for my health. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, I got me a phaser, got me a triple when Kirk's on the tube. I just have to giggle. Life ain't nothing but a space opera riddle. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, the vote's still out for Picard or Kirk. They both have their strong points. It all kind of work. One likes to talk and the other's just a jerk. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, the Enterprise-D looks like a lot of fun. But classic is old, 1701. Both had torpedoes and a phaser gun. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, I got me a phaser, got me a triple, and Kirk's on the tube. I just have to giggle. Life ain't nothing but a space opera riddle. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Mr. Data, warp speed, please. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. Chocolate is a serious thing. Greed is the purest, most noble of emotions. Make it so. Well, there's TOS, TNG, DS9, and Voyager, you see. Enterprise and the cartoon series. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. 
to boldly go where no one's gone before, going on adventures, strange new worlds and more. I love every hour, I'm a trekkie to the core, thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, I got me a phaser, got me a triple, and Kirk's on the tube, I just have to giggle. Life ain't nothing but a space opera riddle, thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Beam me aboard. Energize. Energize. Yeah, the movies are good. The even one's the best. I watch them all because I like the rest. Every single one puts the crew to the test. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Now spending all my money on merchandise. I bought another collectible against my wife's advice. But seriously, to me, it's worth the price. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. I got me a phaser, got me a triple when Kirk's on the tube. I just have to giggle. Life ain't nothing but a space opera riddle. Woo! Thank God, I'm a Star Trek boy. Interface complete. Beat me up, Scotty. I can't get no powder, Captain. Ahead, Warp Factor 4. I am Spock. As a Vulcan, I lead with logic, but being half-human, I also have a heart, emotion, and I use that to my advantage. Use that to your advantage as well. Be logical, rational, and emotional. Stay creative and you will live long and prosper.